0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's
1: World. And greetings, friends around the world. Listen carefully. Have you been deceived? Not me, you say. Yet the inspired Word of God says that virtually all have been deceived. Specific prophetic events described in your own Bible are now coming together quickly. You need to understand. You need to serve the real God and the real Jesus Christ described in your own Bible. Do you worship the true Jesus Christ of the Bible or some other Jesus? Jesus said that many would come in His name and would deceive the many. Are you the only exception? You need to be absolutely sure. Stay tuned. Greetings again, friends. Notice Matthew 24 in your Bible and what Jesus Christ directly stated. Turn to Matthew 24, verse 3. As He sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of Your coming and the end of the age? Not the end of the world, but the end of this human society cut off from God. And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many, not a few, notice the many will come in my name, not their own name, but his name, and shall deceive many. He didn't say they deceive a few, but they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So many people were going to be deceived, before Christ returned as king of kings now notice the apostle paul's warning about this same thing turn with me to second corinthians chapter 11 he said in verse 3 but i fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived these by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ for if he who comes preaches another jesus another jesus have you unwillingly accepted another jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. So many people just go along with it. They don't check up. They don't prove these things. And verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They look like true ministers, but they're not. And no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Notice, therefore it is no great thing of his ministers. His ministers, Satan has ministers. Also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. They look like true ministers, but they're not. And you've got to prove it by proving what the Bible actually says. We're doing this in this program. Get your Bible. Open it up. See what the Bible says. You might be surprised. Let's turn back at this point to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. The great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil, and Satan, notice, who deceives, Satan the devil, deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast with him. You know, my friends, scientists in this world often conduct extensive tests in their laboratories and they have all this equipment, and they try to be very sure that their ideas are correct. How much more should we check up on our ideas about the whole purpose of human existence, about the great God, the true God, and the true Jesus Christ and eternal life? Much more. We've got to learn to do that. The Bible says in First Thessalonians 5, 21, prove all things. You're to prove all things. Notice what it says now back in Acts chapter 17. The book of Acts, if you turn there with me, and chapter 17 of the book of Acts, verse 11, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the Word, the Word of God, with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. They searched the Scriptures. Do that, my friends. Take time to prove these things in your own Bible. Don't just check up on me, check them on the other guys. Learn to believe what the Bible actually says about Jesus Christ and His true teaching. I remember years ago when I was a boy, my first impressions of Jesus Christ were when my sisters Patty and Catherine and I would come downstairs on Christmas morning and we looked for presents from Santa Claus. We were looking around and seeing if Santa Claus had come down the chimney, as we were told, and we were heard about jingle bells. We heard about Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and all that kind of thing. Away in a manger, little Lord Jesus. Jesus was always pictured as a helpless little baby. That was our first impression, of really a strong impression of Christianity. We'd go to church with just general stuff, frankly, but not very much directly from the Bible, except just the minister's idea to have one verse, then he'd take off one's political or philosophical or just feel-good type thing, but not reading scriptures from the Bible and proving them. Later, Christ was pictured as a skinny, weak looking, and very unmasculine young man with long hair riding sidewise on a donkey. You've seen those pictures. Do any of you have these kinds of memories about how you first learned about Jesus Christ? How does God Himself describe Jesus? Jesus Christ, the true Jesus Christ. What was His origin? Where did He come from? Did He just suddenly come in front of a Christmas tree in a manger as a little baby? What's His origin? How much power is He, helpless little child, or weak-looking, effeminate type man? What was His actual teaching? Turn to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, the logos, the spokesman. It can be translated spokesman. And the spokesman was with God. He was with God the Father, actually. And the Word, the logos, was God. He was in the beginning. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Who created the heavens and the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, the glorious cosmos that we see in the heavens? Who created the entire universe? Christ did. He created all things, it says here very clearly, and in many other places. He was the Word, the Logos, the spokesman for God. He's the one that spoke with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, He's the one that appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Notice in 1 Corinthians now, turn in your Bible, it says it very clearly. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul said, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and they all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock. There was a rock called that a number of times in the Old Testament. That rock was Christ. He's the divine being that followed them around and punished them and delivered them and blessed them and protected them. For 400 years, He was that rock. That rock was Christ. He's the one that was with them in the Old Testament there and guided them. It says here a little bit later, He says, Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them, you see, in ancient Israel. As they tempted Christ, He was there. Christ was the God of Israel. Don't let us tempt Christ as some of them tempted Christ and were destroyed by the serpents, nor murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. He was there. He was the God of Israel. Notice Exodus chapter 24, verse 9. Then Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70, the elders of Israel, at least 74, 75 men were up there, a whole bunch of them, dozens of them, they saw the Lord God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God, and they ate and drank. Who was that God? He then gave the Ten Commandments right here. He says, Come up to me, he told Moses, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law, and the commandments, which I have written that you may teach them. Here was the God who gave the Ten Commandments. It was obviously Christ. Christ was that rock. Christ was the one who spoke the Ten Commandments. He told us not to kill, not to steal, not to commit adultery. Something wrong with that? He said, keep the seventh day Sabbath. It's a holy day. He kept it setting us an example. Is something wrong with that? That came from Christ. He spoke all of the commandments to Israel. Yet many professing Christian ministers say that Christ did away with the Ten Commandments, the very commandments He Himself gave. Wow! So millions of professing Christians believe that they're not commanded to keep the very spiritual law of God. No, they're not to keep all the rituals, that law, but he was talking here about the spiritual law, the Ten Commandments. My friends, how can you possibly reconcile the idea that the true Christ who actually gave the commandments then said you're not to keep them? Think about this. Prove this to yourself. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you one of our most shocking and powerful booklets we've ever published at any time. This booklet will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. It is entitled, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. This booklet truly reveals the details of how Satan is deceiving people through a false Christianity which is misleading untold millions of human beings. You need this booklet. It will open your eyes if you'll read it with an open mind and heart and prove it, prove these things from your own Bible. Remember, all of our literature is absolutely free upon your request. So call right now and request this booklet on Satan's counterfeit Christianity. Do this. That's all you need. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or you can follow us at Tomorrow's World on Facebook or on Twitter.
0: For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. OR CALL THIS TOLL FREE NUMBER 1-800-493-5437. THAT NUMBER AGAIN IS 1-800-493-5437. WITH THIS OFFER YOU WILL ALSO RECEIVE YOUR FREE SUBSCRIPTION TO TOMORROW'S WORLD MAGAZINE. Full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues, Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now.
1: Now, my friends, back to our topic. Do you worship the true Jesus Christ? It is obvious that most of us have been truly deceived. I was as I grew up. It's been obvious we were deceived by a very powerful Satan the devil. As a whole, we were not taught about the real Jesus Christ who had been with God through eternity, who created all things and who gave the Ten Commandments, who gave the Ten Commandments and and spoke them with His own voice. The God of Israel from the top of Mount Sinai. We're not told about the Christ who set us the inspired example by personally keeping all ten of the Ten Commandments, including the Seventh-day Sabbath, as a way of life, the Christ who will soon return with supreme power and glory as King of kings. We're not told about that Christ. Notice the true Jesus Christ foundational teaching in His famous Sermon on the Mount. People honor that, but they don't follow it. Look it up and see what it actually says. And when I finish, or you finish this program, if you want to take a little time, read the whole thing. It's just Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Turn to Matthew 5. Turn to Matthew 5 here. Seeing the multitudes, in verse 1, He went up unto a mountain, and when He was seated, His disciples came to Him. Then He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who realize their own weakness, their own nothingness. They need help. The rich and famous of this world don't pay attention to the Bible. You'll notice that. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you hunger and thirst for understanding? Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? Then study this book as you've never studied it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. It will change your life. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Then turn to verse 17. I can't read this whole sermon for you, but turn to verse 17. Jesus said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. Well, so many modern religionists think he did do that. He said, don't think I came to do that. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Fulfill does not mean do away with, as even the commentaries admit, is to fill to the full. And back in Isaiah, it says, he came to magnify the law and make it holy. He magnified, explained God's law, and showed us how we're to keep it in the spirit and not just in the letter. It did not do with the letter. For surely I say to you, notice carefully, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass away. Even the dot of an I or crossing of a T will not be done away from God's Ten Commandments, Jesus said. He's talking about the spiritual law. Until the law is all fulfilled, till everyone eventually is keeping it who is still left, frankly. Verse 19, whoever therefore, get this, verse 19, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments, there are ten commandments, whoever breaks the seventh day Sabbath, whoever breaks the commandment against killing, against committing adultery, against lying, as our whole society is filled with lying and cheating from the top to the bottom, whoever breaks one of these least commandments and teaches men so shall be called least. Doesn't say they'll be there, but they will be called least in the kingdom of heaven but those who do and teach them all of the commandments, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said, you shall not murder. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And he began to magnify the commandments here. What was the commandments? He command- magnified this when against murder. He showed you're not only to not hate, you're not to kill, I mean, but you're not even to hate. He magnified this law. Verse 27, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. What law is he talking about? The law against murder the law against adultery. It was the Ten Commandments. He tells us this law will never be done away, and He began to magnify that very law. My friends, later Jesus Christ showed that the Ten Commandments are absolutely basic to the entire Christian life. Notice back here in Matthew 19, then if you turn there, Matthew 19, verse 16, Now one came and said, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? How can you live forever, my friends? Here's what Jesus Christ, the true Jesus Christ of the Bible said. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He's obviously talking about the spiritual law of God, the Ten Commandments. That was his teaching. People said it was done away. No, it was not done away. There's nothing in the Bible saying it was ever done away. So he says then, which ones? And Jesus answered, here he showed what commandments he's talking about. You shall not murder. That's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not commit adultery. That's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Do you ever see in your Bible where the apostles were told to preach a different gospel, a different message than this? Let's turn to the end. We've just seen what he taught them in the Sermon on the Mount. Now turn to Matthew 28. And he said, Then all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, not some things, all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And here we've seen earlier, he told them again and again to keep the Ten Commandments and at the very end of his life. Read this carefully. You'll see it's after his resurrection, after everything was supposed to be nailed to the cross. He said, don't teach some other way. Teach them everything I have commanded you. And he'd been teach them all his ministry to keep the Ten Commandments. At this point, I want to offer you, again, one of our most shocking and powerful booklets. This booklet sent absolutely free upon your request. It's entitled Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. This booklet, my friends, truly reveals the details of how Satan is deceiving people through a false Christianity, how that false Christianity is misleading untold millions of human beings. You need this booklet. You really do. It will help you understand what's been going on. It will open your eyes. So call now and request your free copy of Satan's Counterfeit christianity That's the title, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. Remember, all of our literature is absolutely free upon your request. You will never be asked for money or anything else. So write us or call us right now. Call us now and request your free copy of Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. That's all you need. You can also order this booklet on our website at TomorrowsWorld.org or you can follow us at TomorrowsWorld on Facebook or on Twitter.
0: For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina 28227 or call this toll-free number 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437.
1: My friends, did the Apostle Paul come along and preach a different message, a different gospel from Jesus Christ? Did he do away with God's commandments as so many professing ministers explain? Notice 1 Corinthians 7. Here's Paul's own writing. Here's what he says very clearly. Turn in your Bible. Prove it. Check up 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19. Paul wrote, Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, But, notice, keeping the commandments of God is what matters. That's what matters. And Paul's teaching, it says the same thing all the way through when you understand it. Yes, he did away with the ceremonial law, Christ did, and Paul explained, but not the Ten Commandments. They were never done away with. Notice the Apostle John, who is Jesus' favorite Apostle, of course. Notice what he said back here in 1 John. Turn to 1 John near the end of your Bible. 1 John chapter 2, the writing of Jesus' special friend who outlived all the other apostles. Was it done away with? Was God's law done away with by then? Notice 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. John wrote, Now by this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. If we keep His commandments, my friends, we are walking that way of life. He says, I know Him and does not keep His commandments, plural, all of them, is a liar, and the truth is not in Him. They don't know God. They know about God in some cases, but they don't really know Him unless they experience the life of God in them and walk with God in that way. Then they will come to understand God, to fellowship, to walk with God, talk with God, commune with God, and then they will know God, and He will definitely be their Father and guide their life in every way. But whoever keeps the word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him, we say we're abiding in God, ought himself to walk just as he walked, to walk as Christ walked. Brethren, I do not write a new commandment, John wrote, but an old commandment which you heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. They had always been taught what Christ taught. There was not some new commandment that did away with God's law. Never, never, ever. It says in First Peter 2.21 that Christ, of course, set us an example. And so here in First John, it says the same thing, that He sets an example, and you're to walk as He walked. So He says here in verse 6, whoever says He abides in Him ought Himself also to walk as He walked. Jesus kept the seventh day Sabbath, Read Luke 4, verse 16. It was his whole way of life to keep the seventh day Sabbath, to keep the annual holy days that God commanded forever, such as the Passover, Pentecost, or the Feast of Tabernacles. Read Zechariah 14. Write it down, Zechariah 14, verses 16 to 19. It says the whole world will be made to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Nations will be punished if they don't do that in a few years, when Christ comes back. Jesus never stole, never committed adultery, never murdered anyone. He set us an example that we should follow his way of life. Jesus totally exemplified the love of God. A lot of these modern preachers say, oh, just have love. What kind of love? What kind of love do you have? Our society now is beginning to turn against the young and, and murder them before they even come out of the womb. They're beginning to turn aside from old people. And sort of, pretty soon they'll come after old people and want to kill them. In their idea of eugenics. Notice back in 1 John, 1 John again, chapter 5, and here it says in verse 3, For this is the love of God. This is what God tells about His love. How does His love flow? It flows down the riverbed of the Ten Commandments, the basic way of life, which teaches us how to love God, how to love our fellow man. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. One need to understand this Christ. The false Christ is pictured as a helpless little baby, away in a manger, and all that kind of stuff. What does the Bible describe about the true Christ of the Bible? Notice now in Revelation chapter 19, and let's begin reading in verse 11. Then John saw, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and who sat upon was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is Christ. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. He gave his blood to pay for our sins. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven followed him clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. He's not a helpless little baby. Christ is powerful. He is sitting right now at the right hand of God, about to come back as King of kings the Lord of lords. Don't think of Christ as a helpless little baby. He's not. He's not. So he is God. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. My friends, we must not believe in or practice a lie. We must not believe and follow a false Jesus Christ who was never described that way in the Bible. Let us, my friends, let you grab yourself, stir up yourselves, have courage and faith, learn to worship and obey the true Jesus Christ described in the Bible. And remember, call us right now to request your free copy of this very powerful and very eye-opening booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. You need to really study this booklet. You need to truly understand what it's all about. Finally, tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of Tomorrow's World. We invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week, right here at this same time. See you right here, my friends, next week.
0: To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.